0: This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge podcast and black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, You can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet and you can access those products there. So support a black author, guys. Go out, get those products. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can find this podcast, download it, stream it, tell a friend. Send them to the Apple Podcast app, Spotify and Google Play. Also, let a friend know. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. You can keep up with the show there when the latest shows get posted. You can comment under the flyers, anything that we're talking about. You can contact me there through Instagram if you want to contact me. You got some ideas. You got some questions. Follow me on Instagram, guys. Follow me, follow me, follow me. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Also, if you've been streaming the show, we greatly appreciate it. The way podcasts work, the way the metrics work, the way they look at these numbers, they go by downloads. So if you're a fan of the podcast, download the episode, listen to it. After you listen to it, you can delete it. You don't have to download it and keep it on on your device forever. Download it, give it one good listen to and delete it. That would greatly help the show out. And it doesn't cost you anything. Another thing doesn't cost you anything. Let a friend know. All right. Now that we done paid some bills I I and got all the, the marketing and the promotion out the way let's jump straight into the show finally i thought of ali in the middle of the yard in his elder years drawing from his victories and his losses at that moment i realized something new about this the greatness of ali and how he carried his crown i realized that he was transferring something to me on that day He was transferring the spirit of the fighter in me. He was transferring the spirit of the fighter to me. He was transferring the spirit of the fighter to me. Sometimes you need to feel the pain and sting of defeat to activate the real passion and purpose that God predestined inside of you. That was the late great. Chadwick Bozeman that was just a portion of the speech commencement speech that he gave at Howard University 2018 I was I was taken aback when I heard that he passed from a four-year battle with cancer I was just as surprised as everybody else uh, let's let's have a moment of silence to honor the life and memory of Chadwick Bozeman rest in peace king chadwick boseman phenomenal actor Um, er everyone knows him for everyone knows him as the black panther that that is a transcendent role by far his biggest role that's a huge role for him right international success a billion dollar movie black superhero movie um black lead but he was just a phenomenal actor I was a big fan of his work. I've seen I've seen most of his movies except for Marshall. Uh, Marshall is the only one I have not seen. But but that's on my list. Um, he played he played Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. He played James Brown and get on up. And that Get On Up is an underrated movie Get On Up is actually very good He did an excellent job in portraying James Brown in that movie uh, I Recently seen The Five Bloods Five Bloods I thought I thought was, was, was pretty cool Overall I thought the movie was pretty cool But I thought Chadwick Boseman was amazing um, I thought he was just an amazing Actor dedicated to his Craft and, and it showed Every role He played he embodied that role tremendous actor and black panther i mean that goes without saying man that's that's going to be what he's known for he's got children all over the world dressing up wanting to be the black panther black panther 2 was was highly highly anticipated he's he's going to be missed Um, phenomenal actor so young 43 years old four-year battle with colon cancer no one knew you know no one knew he was fighting this thing and you know cancer is cancer is a rough one and my, my heart uh my heart filled prayers and my condolences to his family and to everyone who has lost a loved one because of cancer i do not take it lightly it is very serious Men, if you have a certain age, go get that prostate exam. Men, if you're of a certain age, let let's take regular doctors' visits so we can stay on top of our health, and we can handle the things that we need to handle. So that was just very sad. That that rocked. That just shook everybody. The entertainment world was 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 really taken aback. They did honor him on on Sunday. They played the Black Panther movie uninterrupted by commercial. Afterwards, they had a uh, a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, a celebration of his life and just just a powerful brother. Um, very positive. Um, very, very, very pro black. Just a just seemed like an all-around good dude just had an all-around positive spirit about him hard worker you know he was never in 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 no mess and he will definitely sorely be missed he you know he's a hero he's a hero doing when i think about all the work that he accomplished during that four-year battle of cancer i mean he he did black panther he did uh captain american civil war i believe i believe he had the uh he he did the uh, again on up with james brown I watched the movie on the plane of his 21 Bridges. That was a good movie. I enjoyed that. I honestly didn't think I would like that movie as much as I did, but that movie was really good. He he did that. And from my understanding, don't quote me on this. From my understanding, I heard he still, you know, has he had filmed some projects that have yet to be released. So the man stayed constantly working. And that just goes to show you, you never know what someone is dealing with. It doesn't matter their stature. It doesn't matter how how, how much money they got in the bank. It doesn't matter how many people love them or not. You never know what someone is dealing with. So that was very, very sad. But that does lead me into something that I've actually wanted to talk about for a while on this show. Real superheroes. Let's talk about superheroes. Who are they? What are they? Why do we love them so much? Now, when when I say the word superhero, of course, certain things are going to come to mind. You know, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, the Avengers, the X-Men, Black Panther, right? Superheroes. If you're look, black folks, are heroes our superheroes are more than just fictional characters. And I'm not talking about athletes and entertainers. If, if you look up to athletes and entertainers, that's, I, that's, that's your thing. right? When I was, I, I grew up in the era of Michael Jordan. All kids wanted to be Michael Jordan. We, 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 we put him on that superhero hero pedestal. But black people, we have real life superheroes to look up to, right? I'm talking about, I'm not talking about fictional characters, I'm talking about people who really fought against injustice, people who really put it all on the line to help their people progress. People who saw, under a system of white supremacy, who saw oppression and saw people being destroyed and they stood up and said, we're going to fight against this thing. You could look up to people like, you can look up to Fred Hampton. You can look up to Frederick Douglass. You can look up to Mary McLeod Bethune. You can look up to Marcus Garvey. You can look up to W.E.B. Du Bois. You can look up to Angela Davis. You can look up to Elijah Muhammad. You can look up to Martin Luther King Jr. You can look up to Malcolm X. You look up to Harriet Tugman. You look up to Ida B. Wells. The list goes on and on and on. These are real life people you can look up to. They're not fictional characters. They don't have superpowers, but they stood up and they fought against injustice. You can have people in your life that you look up. You, Muhammad Ali. Right, Colin Kaepernick. That that that's not ancient history. That no, was just four years ago. You, Nelson Mandela, Winnie Mandela. Right, people you can look at and say they were heroic. They didn't fly, they they didn't turn green and get big muscles, you know. They they didn't turn invisible. They wouldn't faster than a bolt of lightning. But the things they did that was heroism. These are real heroes. We got real life heroes we can look up to. Now contrast that with real life people that white America props up. George Washington? Christopher Columbus. Thomas Jefferson. Bull Connor. Donald Trump. Were these really heroes? Are these are these really, you know, are these men to be admired? Are these men to be looked up to and admonished and idolized? Now, some of these these founding fathers, they got monuments built to them. All over the country, not just in the Washington D.C. area where I am, but all over, all over the place. Mount Rushmore. Some of these people, George Washington, his face is on Mount Rushmore. They carved his face in the side of a mountain. He owned over 300 slaves. Thomas Jefferson, slave. I'm sorry, Thomas Jefferson owned, owned over 300 slaves. Uh, George Washington, he did own well over 100, though. Slave owners, oppressors. Oh, Christopher Columbus, oppressor. Oh, When Christopher Columbus came to the Americas and left and went back to Spain, he enslaved Native Americans and took them back with him, which makes him a slave trader. He enslaved Native Americans, put them on the boat and sailed off with them. When I was a kid, when we were kids in school, they all taught, taught us about the founding fathers. Racist white men who own slaves. These are who they prop up. Civil war generals, Robert E. Lee. People of that ilk. They build statues to them (laughs) and prop them up. These are their heroes. And I say that to say this. The system of racism, white supremacy affects all aspects of human activity i'm quoting Nilly fuller jr i didn't come up with that all right i'm cold, quoting our our elder scholar Nilly fuller jr all right that's a direct quote from him and he's right even down to the people we prop up as heroes look at our heroes and look at theirs The only reason our heroes became heroes in our eyes is because they were fighting against the unjust system that their heroes put in place and upheld. Now, I'm not this podcast isn't about us versus them. It's not. It's about the way we think and the way, not even the way we've been conditioned, but the way you perceive things. If you're black in America, let's just keep it a buck. You don't need fictional heroes to look up to. You don't. You can look up to some of the names I just mentioned two minutes ago. Those could be your heroes. Those could be your role models. But if you're white in America, who are you looking up to? Who are your real heroes? As soon as someone comes along and tells you the truth about George Washington, tells you the the truth about Thomas Jefferson, tells you the truth about Christopher Columbus, People know the truth about these Confederate war generals, but they still prop them up. You know, you, you, you really can't look at these people like, yeah, I, I want to be like them. These are really my heroes, at least not openly out in public without being looked at in a certain type of way. I'm so some people do, you know, you really can't go out in public and say Adolf Hitler is my hero. <laughs> people look at you a certain type of way, you know, that's that sort of thing is frowned upon. Let's take that in for a minute. Who are the heroes and who are really the villains? Now, let's use logic, facts, and common sense. If the heroes are on side of of fighting the bad guys, if they're supposed to be fighting evil and fighting tyranny and standing up for justice, shouldn't we want a system of justice shouldn't we want to replace a unjust system with a system of justice so why don't we do that why don't we have equal and fair justice for everyone no matter who you are or what you are or where you are right you could be a hero if you do that if you fight against oppression you could be a hero If you stand up against it, you are the hero. No, I'm not telling anybody to go out here and do anything dumb or crazy. I'm not telling anybody to go out here and do anything illegal. I'm not telling anybody to go out here and do something you weren't going to do anyway. We just having a conversation like we do here on this program. And why are we into it? These heroes. Some of these comic book heroes. Some of these comic book heroes, and I'm talking about the white ones. Are really based off real life black people. Did you know that? Right? Let's talk about some of the more famous Marvel characters. Stan Lee, developed by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, right? Those were the Marvel comic book guys popular comic book franchise the X-Men did you know Professor Xavier who was the leader of the X-Men and Magneto who is one of the X-Men's biggest arch enemies you know those two characters were based off of Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King I'm not exaggerating this during that during that era when Dr. King and Malcolm X were alive Stan Lee saw two individuals who were on who were fighting the same fight but were on two opposite sides right they had two different opinions on how black folks should move forward he got that idea to create the character of Professor Xavier who wanted if you follow the comic book Professor Xavier he's the leader of the mutants and he wants the mutants to integrate with society he wants to integrate he wants to educate he wants to be peaceful but the magneto character he doesn't want to integrate he wants to fight against right he's the militant one right that's supposed to be the malcolm x character this is true you can look that up the x-men are based off of black people who are really fighting for rights In the 60s, the two leaders in the original comic book who are on opposite sides of the same struggle were based off of Dr. King and Malcolm X. If you are a fan of the X-Men franchise, you know, the X-Men, they're always being discriminated against. They're always being discriminated against because they're different. Right. We don't want them around because they're different. We have to keep them under control because they're different. Right. We can't let them use their powers against us because if they rise up against us then they'll overtake us that's black people they were talking about black folks look that up for yourself please and we all know that the black panther comic book that was just based off the black panther movement i mean the black panther had they movement rolling in the late 60s it was very popular at the time and you know stanley and jack kirby they was like well we want to make a black comic book character and we're gonna call him the black panther we're gonna dress him up like a panther and you know they came up with the whole wakanda storyline and this that and the third but they got that from the black panthers all you know, right he p newton bobby and now that's just a little black history fact for some of you comic book nerds out there well if you're a comic book nerd you probably already knew that and i'm not using word nerd in a in a derogatory term i'm, I'm just i'm I'm just talking, you know. If you're a nerd, it's cool to be a nerd sometimes. It's okay to be a little nerdy. But for all y'all who didn't know, you can look that up. You can pass that on to your kids. Maybe you know, get your kids interested in some of these historical Black figures that some of these fictional comic books are based off of. You know, since since these comic book franchises are based off, you know, some of these historical Black figures, I wonder if if their if their estates um, are getting a check. I wonder if you know the estate of Malcolm X and the estate of Dr. King. Is getting some of these residuals from some of these X Men movies that keep coming up. I'd be curious to know that. Let's talk about white on white crime, guys. It's some stuff going on in the streets of Portland, Oregon. All week there have been protests. There's been at least two people shot and killed. Let's begin from the beginning. Pro Trumpers came down on portland oregon in a 300 pickup truck caravan to clash with anti-trump protesters it was just a clash of protesters: people who pro, pro pro trump people who against trump if you've never been to portland before if, if if you don't know that much about portland portland oregon is lily white all right there's a lot of white people in portland not that many black people in portland at all a lot of the a lot of the pacific northwest Is like that. So last week, a right wing pro Trump supporter was fatally shot and killed by a man named Michael Rittenhall. He was shot and killed by him last week. Now, Michael Rittenhall identifies himself as being part of the Antifa movement. He said he's anti fascist. That's how he identifies himself. Let's hear a little bit from michael rittenhall this is the shooter he did a interview with vice news this clip courtesy of vice news born and raised portland oregon 48 years old you know lots of lawyers suggest that i shouldn't even be saying anything but i feel it's important that the world at least gets a little bit of what's really going on because there's been a lot of propaganda put out there um, what I will say is that I felt that my life, both these men are white by and the way. other people around me's lives were in danger. And I felt like I had no choice but to do what I did. So there you have it. And he goes on to say that he came into a confrontation with, with this pro, uh, this right wing guy. And they got into it and he pulled out a gun and he shot him. So, man, they, they really got to do something about this white-on-white crime that's, that's, that's going down in, in Oregon. Um, man, they got to get this thing under control. Uh, maybe they should send in uh, the military. Um, you know, law and order has to be re- restored. And, you know, all these white people just marching down the middle of the streets, uh, you know, shooting people, and committing acts of violence. You know, that, that just can't be tolerated in America. Um, man. I just wish they do something about all this white on white crime. Like like he said, um, the the police, it was a free for all and the police were just letting it happen. Ooh, really can't have that going on 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 the streets. I've been told time and time again that the current president is the president of law and order. So, you know, unruly white people running around shooting each other, um, damaging public property, things of that nature. Hmm. That shouldn't be happening. Maybe they should send in the military to get these white people under control. Um, let's talk about the. Oh, and, and before pff, continuing developments, as I was researching this story, uh, actually live during the show. I actually came across came across this clip. Sean. Killed the man wanted in the fatal shooting of a far-right pro-Trump supporter in Portland last weekend. Michael Raynell was killed as officers tried to arrest him in Washington State last night. The U.S. Marshals... All right, Michael Raynell, Michael Raynell. I said his name wrong. Michael Raynell. So the clip of the man I just played who was explaining how, you know, he got in a clash with this far-right winger and, you know, he had to defend himself and his life was in danger, so, you know, he shot him. Last night... The police shot and killed him. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because of the irony of it. I mean, he was just explaining how you know his life was in danger, and he had to do what he had to do, and he had to defend himself. You know. Police tried to apprehend him last night, and he was shot and killed. Ooh, a lot going on in Portland, Oregon. Now, one thing I will say when white police officers say that their lives are in danger and they're fearing for their life and they had no choice but to pull their weapon and use it in order to protect their lives they get away with that even when it's on video that the you know they they, they murdering unarmed black people that weren't threatening them or they shooting black people in the back seven times that were walking away from them well their lives were in danger but this this is what they call, you know, Antifa member, this so-called, this this white man basically said the same thing. He said, hey, I feel like my life was in danger. I was with a person of color and they were threatening us and they were going to, you know, beat us both up and possibly kill this person of color I was with. So out of protection for both our lives, I pulled my firearm and I protected myself. I did what I had to do. That's what he said and cops killed him last night. So Interest. it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. He shot and killed another white person. And that I feel for my life and did what I had to do. That that ain't work. That ain't work with him. They didn't take him in alive. And the person he shot and killed wasn't another police officer. The Cops, you know. Cops fatally shot him last night. So. Man, a lot going on in Portland. Oh, by the way, they need to arrest the killers of Brianna Taylor. Charge them. Um, throw them in prison for life. Throw away the key. Take away their pensions. All that. That being said, I was actually at the 57th anniversary of the March on Washington. I had boots on the ground. I went, I was in attendance. I observed, I've been to marches before. It was a march. I don't have anything bad to say about it, but it was a march. I would say this is not the sea, the energy that's in the streets right now. It's time for action. We done, we done marched and we done did some singing. Now it's time for action. Right, we did singing sixty years ago. Now it's time for some swinging. It's, it's 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 time to actually hit the streets and do something. Because if you don't fight your oppressor, oppressor, you will not get rid of oppression. You got to fight for it. You can't sing for it. You can't hold hands for it. Unfortunately, voting is very important, and I believe in the in the political system. I believe black people should be politically engaged. I've spoken on that during several programs but voting isn't enough after you vote you're going to hit them streets you got to do something you got to hold people accountable right? we want the system of racism and white supremacy replaced let's put the people in position to do that and hold them accountable for doing it because if you don't the other side will the other side has no problem holding people accountable accountable they put in place to uphold the system of white supremacy if they put people in place to uphold the system of white supremacy they support them and they hold them accountable And if they make one misstep, they replace their asses. And that's the same thing we got to do when we fighting for justice, right? Don't like these white people running running this con game on you, talking about they patriots, and they love this country so much. So nobody loves this country more than black people. We want this country to work for us for a change. We want some equal and fair justice for a change. All right, we built this country, fought in every war. And all we wanted to do was to be treated equal, a equal system of justice, like you know, get your knee off our neck, leave us the hell alone, all right? White folks sit up and lie and talk about the type of patriots they are and how they love this country. They'll tear this country up if the system of white supremacy don't work for them. Don't forget about the Civil War; they did it before. The North told the South, "Look, man, you can't have you, you know, all these enslaved niggers. Y'all got down there. Y'all got to let them go." They said, "Oh, well, eff it then." We'll start our own country and we'll tear this damn thing apart if you try to take our Negroes away. And that's exactly what they did. Up there in Portland, Oregon and other cities, you got a group of white people who are marching on the marching. A, it's it's, a, it's an election season. What They really protesting against Donald Trump. So it's like, hey, man, we stand against Trump, you know, Black Lives Matter and defund the police and all that. And you got a white folks on the other side of that. They're clashing and they 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 tan shit up. Look what's happening in Seattle. Look what's happening in Portland. Look what look what's happening with a large group of white people who are on different sides of the position when they clash. Look what's happening. Look what's happening there. They want to divert all your attention to Chicago, all your attention to the Negroes in Chicago. Now, nah, look at let's no Look at Portland, Oregon. Look at Portland, Oregon. Look at Seattle, Washington. Look what's going on in the Pacific Northwest with all these group, different factions of white people coming together, battling each other in the middle of the streets. Look what's happening in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Don't forget, Kyle Rittenhouse, them people, he shot were white. All right. And another thing. Antifa stands for anti-fascist. All right. Look up the definition of fascism. All right. All right. Let me do it for you because that's what I'm here for. Fascism is a form of far right authoritative power characterized by dictatorial, forcible suppression of opposition, as well as strong regimentation of society and of the economy, which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe, invented by the dictator Mussolini right that's fascism that's when the government controls a system of oppression and they have authority over everything that goes on and over everything that you do now everybody should be against fascism all right that's a no-brainer right that's just like saying well you know i'm against the nazis all right hitler he was a dictator that that was fascism that's you know that's not debatable that's not really controversial by saying you're against such a system that would control dictate and oppress people right let me break this down when they label a group of white people antifa all right there really is no no antifa movement that's that's just a word they 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 throw around all right just like if, if, if you're a black person and, and you walk out and you say, hey, man, what's, you know, the way these police officers are treating black people is wrong. You know, Black Lives Matter. They say, well, you're a, lem- a member of Black Lives Matter. You're a member of their group. You're not a member of no group. You just think black people shouldn't be murdered. Right. Just bu- <laughs> so w- what they've done is typically white, a large group of, of Caucasian people that identify with being liberal, and they say they're against Donald Trump and they don't like what, you know, what Donald Trump has done. They label them as anti. As Antifa. They label them as a as a, a group. They label them as, as domestic terrorists. They're Antifa. That's really a cold word. We said on the last show, these white supremacists, they talk in code. What Antifa really means is nigger lover. That's what Antifa means. Right. If you're a white person and you go to the march on Washington and you, you know, you march with a bunch of black folks and you put on a Black Lives Matter T-shirt and you angry about what happened to Jacob Blake and George Floyd and you angry at, at systematic racism and think it should be oppressed. I mean, a replaced. They say you're a member of Antifa. Which means you're a nigga lover. And they got to correct you. And how do they correct you? Ask Kyle Rittenhouse, the Kenosha shooter. right? We talked about this before the victims of Kyle Rittenhouse were white. He shot and killed them because he said he had to maintain law and order and he had to stop the angry mob. He had to, you know, he had to come up against the Antifa because police, you know, police weren't doing anything. So it was up to our armed citizens to maintain law and order. Your oppressor is a master of words. He's a master of words. Let's not be confused by his words. All right. If if you come up against a system of white supremacy and if the white supremacists think they losing, they'll burn this country to the ground. All that patriotism all of a sudden goes out the window it ain't about patriotism it ain't about no flag it's about white supremacy that's what it's about right thanks for joining me once again guys this has been another broadcast of the unprocessed knowledge podcast catch y'all next time